Hi everyone and welcome to the Authentic Life Design Podcast. This week again with a very, very special episode and a very special guest for me. Her name is Paige. She's a solopreneur mentor. And if these words are confusing you right now, in the podcast we talk all about what is solopreneurship, what is mentorship and how this has impacted both our lives. If you're a first-time listener, hi, my name is Vihra and I'm the host of the Authentic Life Design Podcast. I try to do episodes every week and it's all on the subject of life design, how to actively create our lives, how to build our businesses, how to position ourselves online and stuff like that. Today's, today's guest is Paige. She, I know from Better House, a co-working place in Berlin where we used to work together and already back then I knew that she has this very very strong gift to lead people and to be a mentor. She was the person who believed in me with Authentic Life Design, who helped me build it, who helped me really make the first steps to believe in myself and also to strategize and to know how what to do next. In the episode we talk about our journeys, what does it mean to be a light worker, what are some of her morning routines and what are who are the people who, that inspired her. When we recorded this podcast Paige was in the States where she also comes from and we did it over Zoom so there might be some technical difficulties either because of the internet or the sound. I really hope that um, you can live with them because the content within is really juicy and good and I know that it will bring you forward. So let's dive into the interview. Hi Paige, how are you? Hi, I'm good. So happy to be here with you. I'm so, 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 I'm so happy to see you. I'm also so happy to um, talk to you. It's been a while since our last call. Yeah. And Funnily, today, like the day that we're recording this, it's a Monday, and I thought about how there was a particular time in our lives where on a Monday morning, we sat together in a meeting room, um, in a co-working space where we work together, and oh, see where we are yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was not that long ago, if you really think about it. That's true. It was I... like three years. Wow. Connected to that, I wanted to start a conversation asking you how your morning started and also where are you right now in your life, but also maybe geographically. Okay, um, my mornings. So let's answer the second part of the question. Right now, <laughs> geographically, I am in Atlanta, where I am originally from, in the southeast region of the United States. Um, normally, I'm in Berlin or Crete. And my mornings here start very early because I have clients in Europe who I keep my times with. So my <laughs> mornings are starting at like six um, and it usually starts with my parents' cats snuggling and waking me up and asking me to mm. feed them because <laughs> they figured out that I'm the first person up in the house. And <laughs> from there, I am having a nice slow morning in my bathroom, getting ready, having a shower. Um, yeah. Fixing myself, getting ready for the day followed by reviewing my affirmation. So every month I do a little bit of journaling 
setting my intentions for the month, doing a little bit of scripting, um, manifestation technique that's essentially like journaling. And I review these just to get my day started on a really good note. Mm. Um, on mornings when I don't have client calls straight away, I'm drinking celery juice with my mom. She's really into that right now. And I warm up with a little sound bath. So I brought my bowls with me and I have a much slower time. So no set routine. It looks different depending on where I am and what I'm doing, but I try to have some space regardless. Mm. Cool. Can you tell me what is an affirmation that you're currently, for example, this morning had one of them? I am a conscious CEO and leader in my niche. Nice. That's just one of them. Affirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Check. For those of you who don't know you, can you maybe give a little bit of a backstory of who is Paige and maybe some key moments of what brought you here, where you are right now? Yeah. Oh, good question. Let's see. My brain's going in a million directions, but I'm Paige. Um, let's see. I grew up in the U.S. Um, I was always like chasing this concept of freedom um, and the way that freedom looked has changed or like that vision has changed a lot. So like, for example, mm. I would say 10 years ago when I was starting to finish up university, freedom just looked like traveling. And so I organized my life, my jobs, my quote unquote career path mm. around being able to travel because that's what freedom was to me. And then some way or another, I ended up in Berlin um, on that journey, just completely by chance. And it was like a miracle. <laughs> I could have ended up anywhere in Germany, but it was Berlin. <laughs> um, and from there, my vision of freedom changed. It was to start a life living abroad, start a life in Berlin, not having mm. to go back to the, to the U.S., not having to like rely on resources there that I was so familiar with. So my definition of freedom was like, okay, how do I build my own life? And so from there, I was always freelancing and I leaned more into that kind of work. Um, I also found like a proper job at Beta House where I met you mm. um, that also supported that vision. And that was that for a few years. And now let's say in 2020, my definition of freedom changed again. And it was really to lean more into entrepreneurship um, and create my own products and services so I could be more self-reliant. And I also got more in touch with my mission, which was supporting light workers and solopreneurs. Um, and so since then I've been building my business more around that vision of freedom. Um, so yeah, that's, I would say like that, that's my essence. <clears throat> someone who just wanted freedom and found it and yeah still doesn't really know what it means but just yeah it's it's changing a lot and that's okay that's so beautiful to hear and also I really like how you created a whole storytelling around freedom and freedom is your core value I guess it's it seems like Definitely. it is where do you think because you said that already when you were a kid you had or when you started working you you were chasing this kind of freedom. Um, 
how come was it an example that you mm. saw was it some kind of like a rebel against the system or i think a little bit of both like i was definitely a rebel against the system like mm. for sure that's in my dna somehow not really sure why i had everything i needed growing up and like i had a really nice life and you know all of that um but i still always felt this sense of like not fitting into this mainstream of like mm. grow up get a job work nine to five, stay at this company for 30 years like buy my house my white picket fence have babies at 25 <laughs> this whole thing is like very very much the norm in the region of the country that i'm from Mm. Um and so it's what everyone is doing and I think maybe I felt like I needed to rebel against that. Um mm. it just didn't resonate. And growing up my parents um fortunately were able to take us on trips abroad, you know, instead mm. of like, like getting presents under the Christmas tree, we would like go to France or go to Greece or Italy. Um, and so I was exposed to different cultures at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, it, it struck me. And I always wanted more of that. I always wanted to see more of the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, now, like looking back, I mean, I'm 30 now. And even being home right now, like I realize everyone's path is beautiful and everyone is doing their thing. Um, But I was just never cut out for that. Like I was, oh, there's something about me that I was always going to be an entrepreneur and do things my way and yeah. yeah, do things kind of off the beaten path, which I'm sure you can also relate to. Absolutely. So. But I'm also thinking of how, yes, it sounds really romantic in a way. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think a lot of people go through these thoughts growing up or when you're trying to figure out your career what you want to do and then at some point I think it's very hard to walk this path because in a way it's, it's also the the path of the outcast or the person that is a bit different what was one of your maybe hardest thing to do or to overcome on this on this way yeah I mean at some point I mean, the thing that's sticking out in my head straight away is just like the close friendships have really changed, like friends, you know, friend groups that I had my whole life growing up and which are still intact today. Um, there comes a point where you don't understand, you, you feel less understood, I guess, um, or there's less in common and it's harder to exist on the surface with people like it's hard for me to not have like-minded relationships and people who are also connected to their purpose, doing their thing. Like I'm discovering that so much more now in my mm. late twenties and early thirties. Um, so without that, it was very lonely mm. and not having community or people to lean on or learn from, or like talk to who understand what you're going through as it relates to entrepreneurship and doing your own thing like this can be pretty isolating um yeah. so that was that's by far the biggest challenge mm, absolutely yeah. i think i've seen also for me how social circles and friendships when you feel lost this is what really holds you and helps you 
continue and not thinking that you you're weird for having this vision for yourself I guess totally or like you know thinking yeah it's just it, it can be kind of a weird moment when everyone like you're the one doing something different and no one really gets it mm. and you start to second guess yourself I didn't do that a whole lot I didn't I was pretty like sure about <laughs> what my plan was um but it just certainly can be difficult and lonely you know and then mm. fortunately that can help you reevaluate things and like drive you to you know, like I discovered co-working spaces. That was a major pivotal moment in my yeah. life where I started to meet like-minded people or discovering the concept of having a mentor or a coach, mm. you know, like this also was a game changer. So it, it was a bit hard to deal with, but at least it, in the end, introduces you to new, new ways of doing things and new mm. ways of connecting with people. Absolutely. I think for me, it was really, it was hard to be honest, because For a long time, I felt very different for having this vision for myself. And last year, around the end of last year, maybe exactly one year ago, we started working together. And to me, Paige was my mentor in building authentic life design. And you cannot imagine how, how much this gives you and your idea, someone to believe in you. And not only that, but to show you the way how to do it. Um, it was really key. So maybe we can, you can introduce us to what you do. Yeah. Soulpreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. And on that same note, that was a huge game changer for me meeting my first mentor for the first time and realizing like, yeah, there's a whole other world out there of people and you're not alone. Um, so that got me really into taking my business from freelancing and like self-employment to integrating more of coaching and mentoring. So my background was always in digital marketing, um, which kind of evolved into like business strategy, like online business strategy in general, as marketing is such a big part of that kind of business. Mm. Um, and yeah, so for a long time, I was just freelancing and doing that. And then recently or in the last couple of years, really, so the last three years, I decided to integrate coaching into that. Um, so working one-on-one -on -one with clients in more of a coaching setting and helping them unearth their potential mm. as well as build their business. And over the last 10 years, I've gotten more in touch with like my own personal development. And this often looks like spiritual practice um, and a lot of healing work. Mm. Um, and so these are topics I've just become very passionate about. And I also started to work with healers and practitioners and people who are doing life coaching, um, even business coaches, like people who are really just supporting these types of people, um, people who are here to uplift humanity, raise the vibration of the planet and yeah, uplift others. Um, and so I decided around three years ago to focus solely on this community and make sure that they have everything they need to continue doing that for a living because I see the ripple effect that it causes on the planet, which I think is really needed right now. Um, and at the same time, they usually want nothing to do with business and marketing strategy and they really need help with that or like yeah. that's the thing that will stop them 
from actually progressing. Like they'll give up, you know, because of mm. tech or marketing. And so that's one of my superpowers. That's where I come in and support them and make sure that they can show up and do their thing um, and earn a really, really good living from it. So that's kind of been my passion project for the last couple of years, your light space. And through that, I work with people one-on-one in groups and yeah, have some nice things that will unfold in 2022 as well. Can you, can you tell me one thing that maybe was the, the key point of jumping into this journey? You said three years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was so my now husband and me were in bali in 2019 and it was like cool we have locational freedom check we're making great money check like we're in bali we're in a <laughs> villa like there's like monkeys everywhere like check 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 okay but what's missing like something's missing like why is it still not enough and mm. he said to me he was like you know we should maybe we need to look further like stop focusing on ourselves and focus on a bigger vision or like a bigger purpose something that gives back more like maybe that's what's missing is that it's not about us and our lifestyle goals after all hmm. you know and I think that was the moment where my it like activated something in my psyche of like some going deeper what's deeper than you know beautiful villas and like social media like hmm. Instagram goals you know what's deeper than that why what's the goal behind the goal Um, and so I think that planted a seed very deep into me that kind of grew over the course of that year. And then COVID came and I don't know, it just changed. It changed me. It was like the, the need for healing, the need for personal and spiritual development. Like this is something that I leaned on so much during quarantine that I feel mm. like it, it was a combination of these things that was like, this is the community that I want to help. This is the thing that I want to shift my business toward, mm. you know? So something like that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Still, still learning, still discovering in retrospect, like what was actually happening. But right now <laughs> it, kind of feels, it feels like that. Those were the things. It's beautiful to see how it has a bigger mission behind it. So it's not only, not only you find a way how to have this kind of location independence and um do your own thing it has a bigger meaning it has a bigger vision which yeah. is really beautiful to see and it also i guess makes it meaningful every day even when it's harder absolutely i think that's if you're when you're building a business i mean no matter what it is like it's not easy. Like it's not the path most traveled for a reason. It's harder in some senses. Mm -hmm. Like, and if I feel like if you have a bigger vision that you can connect with and you really discover that deeper sense of why, then that is going to be the thing that can really pull you or push mm -hmm. you through the sticky times. You know, it's like, that's your lifeline. That's your rope that you're able to like yeah. literally yourself yeah. through the mud um mm. not if but when it does get sticky and difficult mm. Mm. yeah 
I know that you work with people who either have an idea for a business or, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. um, they either have just an idea they haven't started or they already doing something, but they see that it's not bringing the effect that they, that they want. Can you summarize or describe for me where you usually meet your clients and where you take them? Mm -hmm. So typically my clients and I, we cross paths either they have their idea, they have their thing and they're ready to put it into action. They're ready to like launch their business. Um, so that's one area where we meet. Another area where we meet is they have been working with clients. So usually just mm -hmm. a side note, my clients are usually service-based. Let's say they're coaches. Um, they probably have tested the waters with clients. They probably have worked with a couple of people and maybe things just aren't picking up as fast as they want. Another place that I meet them is they are ready to grow and scale their business. So some of my high, higher level one-on-one -on -one clients are actually in a position to scale. Um, um, so yeah, it's really like starting, growing and scaling. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now. I, I, I actually started with people who are ready to scale, but then I discovered there's so many people who need help getting things off of the ground. And mm -hmm. I actually have a lot of knowledge and expertise when it comes to that. So I decided to give that a go and I'm really yeah. glad I did. Maybe to give a bit of insight, um, when we worked together, I had an idea of what I want to do, but Paige helped me create my signature offer. So what is the service that I bring to people? How exactly to do it? How to test it at the start? Um, and maybe I remember that back then my biggest blockage was actually inside my head because she provided me with all of the steps that I had to yeah. do. But in myself, I had this kind of, doubt that oh maybe i'm too young to start that maybe it's just too i don't know different people wouldn't understand it and i realized how many yeah. of the things that we work on are not so much like hard steps to do or technically hard or i don't even know like strategically hard i think it's much more our brain <laughs> and our minds uh tricking us either through imposter syndrome either through whatever like kind of traumas that are coming out and um, I'm wondering what is one of the biggest limiting beliefs that you meet in your, in your clients when it comes to their vision and yeah. their business. And you're exactly right. It is so often more of a mindset issue rather than like your ability or any type of strategy or anything like this, like our minds get in the way at every level of growth in our business. Um, mm. And one of the biggest things that I encounter are, I'm not qualified enough. So people doubting the actual ability mm. that their expertise might have. So thinking mm. that you need more certifications, thinking that you need more experience, you're always chasing after this concept of more. And I think there are moments where like, certifications, programs, et cetera, are really important depending on the type of work that you're doing. Um, but it's very, very easy to hide behind this limiting belief um, and never and never even start. So I would say that is definitely the biggest one. I really want to know what it is for you to be a mentor. And maybe here I can tell a little bit, a short story when we were at Better House in the co-working space where we worked together. 
there was this moment, I think one year after we knew each other, uh, Paige gave me a book by Seth Godin. And already back then, I think as a joke or not so much, I don't know, I told you that you're my mentor and you really have this kind of, even before you were like officially full-time working uh, like a mentor, I, I saw that you have it in you. Um, I think particular kind of people have it. Um, and it's really nice that you finally are doing what you, I don't know what your purpose is, or I don't know how to call it. it might sound cheesy. So how did you find that within you? How are you expressing it right now? And what does it mean to be a mentor? Being a mentor is like, first of all, it's so rewarding. Um, and it's a huge shift from consulting, which is what I was doing, helping, like telling people what to do and how to do things mm. and, and shifting to like helping to unearth somebody's potential and guide them back to their inner guidance system. So this is like two, it's like almost two different sides of the brain, I feel. Um, and I've always loved working one-on-one -on -one with people. I've always loved helping people and jamming out on their business or how to like make their dreams happen. And I always got a lot of positive feedback in this regard. So I kind of had a feeling that I would be good at this. Um, but I will say like that moment when I just knew that this is what I wanted to do, it was really just like an inner knowing. It was like, I'm going to try business coaching. I'm going to mm -hmm. try this. I'm going to give this a go and I don't even know what that's going to look like, but let's try it. And I actually then literally reached out to my first like um, high level mentor <laughs> and we figured it out together. So I didn't even know what that was going to be like, um, but I just felt like that's what the people who I want to support, that's what they really need right now. So I'm mm. going to figure out how to be that for them. Yeah. It was very much an inner knowing. I think the topic with mentors is so interesting. I've, I haven't worked with so many, um, but I must say that recently I realized that I do have a lot of people who I look up to and they're on the internet and I don't even know them. Uh, they're putting content in different forms. So it feels like I know them. It feels like they are professionals in their sphere. And I just want to make this as a note that even if you don't like directly work with a mentor, even if this, like, this idea sounds very... Um, um, I don't know, far away, you can also realize that there are people who are leading you on your way, in a way, maybe not direct in a conversation, but just by being an example to something that you want to achieve or teaching you through the online space that we have in our day in life. Absolutely. Like the sphere of influence that we all have. I think is so impactful and it you can allow it to give you that fuel you might need to start showing up, mm. you know, and push past the fear of visibility, which is always a huge topic with clients when they're getting started mm. um, to go on social media, to start doing all of the things to just get started um, because there really are people out there who are connecting with you and you are making a difference. You are making an impact and you just have no idea but you are doing it and this is the beautiful part you mm -hmm. know this is something you find out later when you are connecting with people and they share this with you um so looking back i'm like wow that would be amazing to know during the process 
of doubting mm. yourself or being afraid to show up or anything like this. Just know that you are making an impact and people do, they follow you for mm. a reason. They want to see you. They want to hear you. Um, so easy to forget, but it's very important to mention. Yes, it is. Who are some, can you name a couple of people who have influenced your life and your path? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my stepdad, who's super entrepreneurial. He's like a serial entrepreneur <laughs> and I've watched him work so hard my whole life. And um, that programmed positive and negative things into me, like the whole working hard hustle thing. Mm. Um, but it definitely shaped me at a young age. Um, knowing that I could do anything I wanted. Um, also my mom in the same regard. Um, I would say Seth Godin, especially since you I mentioned knew him. This was like <laughs> the first <laughs> I was getting ready to like pack my stuff and like move across the bench, move across the world really. Um, <laughs> I had his book, What to Do When It's Your Turn. And I like literally held on to that book like with full grip. Like everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. So that was huge. Um, and then investing in my own mentors. So like mm. I connected with my first like real live mentor um, through Beta House actually through a friend, and she helped me get this thing going. And I didn't even really understand the value of coaching at that point. Mm. Like I just needed help. I just like needed someone to help me. You know, yeah. like that was my intention. And from there I've learned like, oh, this is how it works at every next level you want to reach. There's probably someone who can help you get there faster, easier, um, and like, you know, stronger than you can do trying to figure all of the things out all by yourself. Mm. You know, like that's the beauty of mentorship. And so I've definitely learned to like really lean into that. So all of my mentors that I've had, which now have been like, three or four have really impacted me and I really believe that almost like the level at which I invest time money and energy into myself I am getting that in return you know 10 times back and then I'm also able to give that to my clients Mm. so it's a really beautiful process I think the first time that I invested um so to say in programs and having mentors was last year and it was so hard for me at the start to be honest because no one teaches you to invest in yourself and in your skills when you don't have a when you don't get a certification in the end um yeah we're i have the feeling that we're more prone to invest in something that is going to give you like this kind of i don't know an end metal yeah um yeah and it, it was interesting that i also felt this kind of hesitation of oh my god but is this worth it this is so much money um but it's always worth it that's something i want to say i have two more questions before we end it one is what would you say to someone who has an idea has a business idea maybe have already tried some stuff maybe is is a bit afraid to even start but they really believe it's their turn but at the same time it's like so scary to start what would you tell Mm -hmm. them i would tell them Number one, like this idea, this vision, this thing, as cheesy as it might sound, it was planted in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, however you want to look at it. It's planted there for a reason. Like if you can see it in your mind, you can see it in real life. Like it can happen. 
um, and you know that feeling when you're just like, I want to do this. I want to give this a go. That's for a reason. And you should trust that, like allow yourself to fully lean into that. So that's like maybe the mindset perspective. Um, also knowing that it's going to be, you know, a marathon, not a sprint probably. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is if you feel like investing in a coach or a mentor is going to help you get there faster, you know, more efficiently, stronger, et cetera, then you should definitely consider doing that. Mm. You know, I think there does come a point where we're either going to burn out or we're going to change the way that we're doing something. And yeah, at least for me, that was the threshold. So don't be afraid to lean into people for help um, and support. And then don't forget about your vision and why you started Mm. in the first place you know, and look at it in terms of milestones. Like you don't have to like go from zero to 100 all at the same time. Like it's very much (laughs) one foot in front of the other. Um, and it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so guilty of that sometimes because I'm really, (laughs) I'm very very impatient person. When I have an idea, I want to see it happen like right here, right now. And I also thought that I have to when you start something, you're so overwhelmed by everything that needs to be done. And you're like, oh my God, but I have to do this and that and simultaneously be a marketing person, a salesperson, and I don't have this knowledge uh, and I haven't studied this, so I'm not going to give it a try, but there is a way that you can figure it out. Um, and yeah, I think I learned patience, to be honest, <laughs> in the last couple of months. <laughs> That's probably one of the biggest learning lessons is like, that it's not always going to be instantly gratifying. Like Mm. you're not always going to start, put in a little bit of work and then see all of your results, which is unfortunately love it or hate it. This is Mm. what's going on in society (laughs) these days, you know, like with social media and the gamification of everything. And we're just used to things happening right now, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's this thing that allows people to kind of give up before they've even really like started. Yeah. You know, like one thing I like to tell clients is like, you know, you have a vision, you have a roadmap, you have a path to getting there. And now it's all about like keeping your stamina going and being consistent and being sustainable, like moving mm-hmm. at a sustainable pace. Don't worry about about what other people are doing, everyone else's results, everyone else's social media highlight reel, like everyone's timelines are different and you just need to make sure you're going at a sustainable rate and it will Mm. happen, you know, and it takes consistency to start to build momentum and momentum is what you need. And if you're sold on instant gratification, then you're not going to build momentum. You know, you're not going to stick in it long enough to build that momentum. So yeah, start simple and don't try to do all of the things at once. Slowly, Mm. slowly integrate them. But this is the whole trick. Like this is for (laughs) sure the challenge of entrepreneurship. I wish it were that easy um, as I'm saying it, Mm. but this is the task that we have to remember. Oh, I so needed to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was a good reminder for myself too. I know. It always is. The last, last thing is how can people find you 
online, not online? People can find me online um, at Your Light Space. Um, I'm always, I'm there on Instagram, on Pinterest. I have a website. And yeah, the best way to work with me currently is through my group program called Bloom, Bloom Business Accelerator. It's helping you create and launch your signature offer and start to work with clients. Um, so if that's the milestone that you are looking to reach in your journey, then maybe Bloom would be a good fit for you. Um, I work one-on-one -on -one with people who are ready to grow. So depending on where you're at, I might have an offering for you, but nonetheless, I really love to just connect with you online on Instagram mm -hmm. and be part of each other's communities, really. At the end of the day, I think that's what it's all about. So that's where you find me. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank so, you much so, for so, me. so much. I miss you for so being much. Here. <laughs> I do. <laughs> thank you so, so much, really, for being. I want to see you soon on the podcast for believing in me a couple of months ago, even a couple of years ago, <laughs> and oh God, doing always. what you do because it's really, Thank really you. amazing. And it's beautiful to see how your work has a ripple effect. I experienced it from like a first person view, but I know that you're doing this for so many people. So thank you. Um, and I hope to see you very soon. I don't know where and how, but yeah. We will. I'm so proud of what you're doing and I love this podcast already. I can't wait to listen to all of your episodes. Um, and I think the people's lives who you're touching are also very, very lucky and blessed people. So good job, guys. Good job, guys, for finding Vera. <laughs> I love you. Love you. <laughs>